Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two year contracts, they said, What the f are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. It's the Luke and Pete Show, age, sex, location. Does anybody want to do some cyber sex? We're back for some Monday afternoon slash evening fun. How are you doing, Luke Moore? 39, male, London. 38, male, London. Whoa, let's get it on. Mm, yeah, I mean, technically, you, you would be... Um, what do you call it when you steal uh, a crib stealing? No, when you oh, stick uh, someone much younger than you. Cradle snatcher. Cradle snatching. Yeah. That's old school. Quite, quite uncomfortable uh, imagery, really, isn't it? Yeah, well, I don't think it's fair to say that um, I'll be cradle snatching you when we literally are in the same school year. Sugar daddy. That's, listen, if you open for me to buy you stuff, then you have not been looking at the economic climate recently. <laughs> What's been going I'm on? At your econ- um, uh, to be honest, I, I decided I needed, instead of uh, prepping for this show, uh, I decided uh, I would use my time more effectively uh, and go to sleep for half an hour. Um, I, I woke up at the exact time in which we were supposed to start the show, uh, so therefore I'm a little bit discombobulated, but uh, well, I'll get through it. I'll get yeah. through it. You just sent me an amazing video uh, of Tim Robinson, the celebrated SNL writer and uh, sketch artist, uh, who I have a, a, a severe uh, love affair with, uh, as do you. And yeah, he not reciprocated. Should on... point that out. No, no, he's, he doesn't know who we are. But um, his sketch show, um, I think you should leave with Tim Robinson if you've never watched it. My God, what are you doing with your life, especially under lockdown? Uh, or his TV show Detroiters, uh, two seasons on, on Amazon. You can buy that. Um, and yeah, he's brilliant. And he was caught on Fox News. Uh, along with a load of um, free let my people go kind of uh, protesters protesting the lockdown in Michigan, I think. And uh, he was somehow caught on camera by a Fox News camera. And he starts ranting about how he wants to buy Halloween stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great vid. Oh, I love him. It's a great vid. Um, Pete, I love when, him. when people, and they do ask me this all the time, if ever I get um, stopped in the street or approached on social media asking questions about stuff or have to do like an interview to a university student or whatever it may be invariably right. at some point they will say to me oh, and what's pete donaldson like right now i'm just mm. going to point them to this episode of the luke and pete show say play that from the start and there is a bit in there where pete says when he was supposed to be preparing for the show he went to sleep instead that's what pete donaldson's like leave it to that yeah but my internal podcast 
body clock woke me up at the exact second in which the podcast was supposed to start. So I could have just run in and just got started because I am a goddamn pro. Yeah, the, um, I'd actually set internal, my alarm for um, two hours earlier. The internal podcast body clock is one of the products you can buy from Alex Jones's website. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Along with a lot of creatine powder just and uh, swallow it down. Things. And you'll have an inter- internal body clock, which means you'll never be late for a podcast ever again. A lot of my food is starting to resemble, um, even though I have lost a bit of body weight, thanks to uh, having to cook for myself and not having pret and do it for me. Um, <laughs> I have found that I am um, eating more creatively strange food. Uh, there's a lot of just throwing rice wine vinegar into it uh, <laughs> and just to, to, just to excite the taste buds because what I'm actually cooking isn't all that good. But you look, it's working for me. I'm not dead and I'm losing weight. It's a brilliant situation um, the other day in this house where I went to the cupboard because I fancied something a little bit sweet, fancy treating Ooh. myself. Uh, and I said, and there was nothing in there. So I said to Mimi, right. I said, Mimi, there's no sweet treats in the cupboard. Maybe you should bake Where are my something. sweet treats? As a joke, <laughs> I said, maybe you should bake something. Um, right, and she did. She actually did. She baked an amazing choc chip and pumpkin kind of loaf, which I have been snacking on ever since, baby boy. So you've got like the um, you seize the means of production there. <laughs> yeah, you've married uh, a wife who can cook. Yeah, you say that, but I mean, I I haven't seized any means of production. I am at the uh, buffeted about by the winds of occasional production that uh, right, okay. I sometimes get to, 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 to be, be a benefit, benefactor of. But so, so, it doesn't happen very often. Normally, I just get laughed right out of town. So an ideal situation would be a wife that constantly bakes this chocolate chip pumpkin loaf. Pumpkin's no. an interesting ingredient. Yeah, so, so basically, in the US, they do a brilliant um, line in canned, I think, sweetened pumpkin. So it's like mashed up right. pumpkin put in a can. And so when you when you taste like pumpkin flavored stuff in the US, normally around autumn time because they're they're big yeah. on that. Um, it's pie, normally yeah. this stuff that you get like that. It's not. It's not. I don't. As far as I know, it's not like fresh pumpkin that people put. It's not straight pumpkin pie right, or something okay. like that. It's like canned stuff, but it tastes absolutely delicious. You know, like when mm. modern science and technology and people are going to get sniffy about this, but modern science and technology says that thing there, i.e., in this case, a pumpkin. What would happen if we took it and pumped loads of like stuff into it to make it taste even better? <laughs> Let's try that. Yes, it's amazing. Brilliant. It's probably quite bad for you, but thank you. <laughs> yeah, they have perfected the, the certainly the uh, American sort of uh, tin goods. They, they've certainly perfected. Uh, Helping the flavors along, let's say, 100%. with um, cornstarch. Pete, and, where does the uh, um, where of... does the pump where does the humble pumpkin sit in the uh, pantheon of uh, vegetables for you? Um, rarely get involved, to be honest. Yeah, same. Um, I think the last time I, I consciously ate pumpkin was about seven years ago uh, in New York, where I thought I'm going to get a pumpkin pie because it was around about. Um, was it around Christmas? I think it might have been around Christmas. Um, yeah, I uh, I bought some pumpkin pie and it was very nice. But that that was the last time I. I'm sure I've consumed pumpkin since, but I I just I just can't remember ever sort of going. Ooh, pumpkin! Let's have a bit of that. What would be top of your vegetable list? Um, I like asparagus because you get a little yeah. reminder about five hours later. <laughs> 
yeah, sometimes even quicker than that. I like asparagus as well. Mm. But the, the funny thing about asparagus is that um, I remember, so my, we would look after my niece, our niece sometimes, and, um, and she's lovely and four and she's cute and all that kind of good stuff. Um, and nine times out of 10, you'll say to her, when you say to her, what do you want for dinner? She'll, pro- she'll say pizza, sausages, or ice cream. Right, that's basically what right. she likes. But yeah, sometimes yeah. she will send like a serious answer that you know you can actually. You know, so she might just say a proper dinner. And once mm. she actually said asparagus, and I was thinking, yeah. I don't even know if I knew what asparagus was until I moved to London at the age of about twenty-three. No, yeah, we never had uh, asparagus or anything like that uh, in in our house. It was peas. Yeah, <laughs> it was just the only green things we ever ate were peas. The only yellow things we ever ate. Sweet corn, Sweet maybe corn. a fried egg. Yeah. That's about it. I remember my dad's mate, when I was a kid, um, we sometimes if you went to the um, the Greasy Spoon Cafe, my dad's mm. mate used to get a fried egg and he used to eat all the white bit. I can't remember the technical term for that. Is it albumen? I can't remember. Mm, I don't know. The white bit around the yolk. So there'd just be like a single fried egg yolk left on the yeah. plate. And he would cover every um, visible surface on that yolk with cracked black pepper or that kind of cheap powdery white pepper you get yeah. whatever pepper is available you cover every visible surface in it and they would just eat it in one that's i mean it's not a bad technique but eating all of the i mean the yellow bit is the best bit in it of an egg especially with the fried egg it's quite tasteless the uh the, the the white whatever yeah. it is the stamen it's kind of a supplement <laughs> it's kind of a supplementary ingredient to go in the mouthful with other stuff isn't it yeah why do, why don't we just have um like fancy places why don't they just separate the yolks and just give us like fried yolks do, do people not do that Wastage. is that not a thing to Wastage. do <laughs> well, yeah, no they're going to make a meringue oh what's what's with the fried breakfast uh, sausage bacon egg beans toast and a meringue Oh, lately Americans wouldn't think about doing that. Come on now. Yeah, but they don't do fry-ups, <laughs> do they? Uh, what's your yeah, fry- they what's do. They do, bre- they do uh, steak. I had, I had, I had breakfast uh, yes, uh, last Saturday, and it is a miracle that I uh, am losing weight. I had uh, like a steak breakfast. I made myself a steak breakfast. Steak and eggs. Scrambled eggs. Yeah, steak and eggs. It was lovely. What's your, um, what are the key ingredients to you, for you for a fry-up? Uh, there just has to be some level of black pudding and hash brown. I mean, it has to be exotic. You can't have you just stand and sausage. Not not ask for bacon, to be honest. Oh, really? Sausage, black pudding, uh, and uh, the hash brown has to be involved. Fair enough. Um, how were you? How is lockdown treating you? However many weeks in we are, Peter. Are you getting any outside time? I know you've got no garden. You've got the churchyard at the back of your house. How are you coping? What have been your main coping mechanisms in the last week? Well, I've noticed that um, the police have started popping in and telling people off when they're lying down and sunbathing in the in the churchyard um and i always managed to uh <laughs> i always managed to escape their grasp i mean there were some policemen uh, bo- uh stopping some people from sunbathing last week and i'd popped out and i had a little uh sit down for five minutes and i took a pic i'd bought a big bottle of tisky like you know the polish lager i bought yeah. a big pot- bottle of tisky and i was sending a picture of that me and that big bottle of tisky to a friend um and the police had just missed my um polish lager photo shoot by mere seconds uh when they walked in and told some sunbathers off <laughs> whereas i had 
uh, uh, yeah, a, a, a Polish lager based photo shoot going on for quite some time before that. So, uh, yeah, keep your heads on, guys. So you know, taken, maybe consider start running drones around London. It's taken a worldwide pandemic for you to finally make that final step into um, sat outside on the corner drinking Polish lager. Yeah, well, I wasn't drinking it. I was just taking pictures of the empty of the uh, full bottle. But uh, did you, get, did you yeah, take it I've, back I've, after I've that? Not, I've not been. Yeah, I don't like this one. Uh, I've not. I've not been drinking a whole. I've. I've haven't. I didn't drink for about three weeks, and I think that's got more to do with uh, my weight loss um, than anything else. Um, but uh, last couple of weekends, I've polished off a bottle of gin. Oh, really? <laughs> gin and gin and diet Fanta. My goodness Delicious. me. The Pete Donaldson story. What what do you call that cocktail? Ah, uh, the problem. <laughs> Just the, the problem. The problem and the solution. Um, I'd like to hear from our listeners about lockdown strategies, coping mechanisms. What are lockdown they up cocktails? To? Yeah, yeah, lockdown cocktails. Absolutely, because we are here very much as com- as a companion piece to people's lockdown life. We just jump mm. on the mics, talk a little bit of crap for a while, read out some stories from other people, which for me are the, my, my favourite bit. So people should get in touch. Hello at LukeandPeteShow.com. Let us know your lockdown strategies, your coping mechanisms, your little things that um, Sam from the office would call hacks. What's your little hack for this? What's your little hack yeah. for that? Yeah, that's what I want to know about. And speaking on um, on the old uh, sunbathing uh, topic, uh, I saw our neighbour yesterday um, across the other side of the street and he had been out walking with his daughter. She'd be about 11 or 12 or whatever. And he's got another daughter, I think it's eight or nine. <clears throat> Excuse me. And they said that, he said that um, they've got the same size uh, flat as us. It's quite small, but obviously there's twice the amount of people living there. So um, they said they walked to the park to get a bit of exercise because the kids were going crazy. And they mm. started um, throwing a ball around between the four of them, mum, dad, two daughters. And yeah. um, this uh, lady came over, started shouting and screaming at them, swearing at them telling them they shouldn't be doing it to such an extent that she was so aggressive she made both his daughters cry and uh he had to almost physically chase her off and, it's, and i was like i was thinking that's not really in the spirit of it is it i mean it, it was over at streatham common which is quite near where i live which is absolutely massive he's a good stand-up guy i, I guarantee you he was just hanging out of his family having a little walk well, and a little yeah pl- and they're clearly a family it's not like yeah, exactly. you know St- clearly share a household yeah so i just thought that was really poor not in the spirit of what we're trying to do at all i would have leapt on the woman and rubbed the ball in her face <laughs> peter that's <laughs> against protocol that? you cannot put your it's any of your balls protocol. in people's faces i'd lo- i'd love to boot a football around though i've not done it for yeah. ages it just feels right Ugh, what i'm missing be- is um, so like last night I had a little album listening session with some of my friends. We get set up a Zoom call. We decide on the album through the week, and then at some point we, we listen to it together. And uh, we did it last night, and I've been looking forward to it for a few days. And I had everything ready. I cracked open a can of Estrella, ice-cold can of Estrella, um, in a nice beer glass, and listened to the record with a beer on the go. And it was amazing. It was really nice. It was relaxing, and it was all the good stuff. But I, I just couldn't get out of my mind the idea that it still wasn't as nice as being in a pub. <laughs> nice pub, beer garden, and you, and you, or whatever. And imagine how many times I go out compared to you, because you're a bit of a homebird. Oh, you're imagine always out. How, aren't how you? I'm feeling. Yeah, yeah. I'm always always socialising me, but yeah, I imagine how I'm feeling. So, so you know, you know, <laughs> I was, it's just going to say, you know, you're, you know, you. I mean, we always joke that um, you run, you're running away from your problems, right? Mm. Have they caught up with you now? Um, no, I've, uh, I've barricaded my door. Um, <laughs> they have to keep their distance. 
They have to keep their distance here. Yeah. The only the only person I've seen in um the only person I've seen that I knew I I walked past a bloke outside the posh whiskey shop on my street who that who were inexplicably still open. Um and uh yeah, you're right. I went, You're right. And I was like, Oh god, you're the first person I've spoken to in ages. That's a shame, isn't it? It is a real shame. It's it's a shame. And I still didn't go in and buy any whiskey. <laughs> yeah, I've run out of booze. And our downstairs neighbours have gone to the country. They're in the countryside for. They've been there for oh, a month now. And yeah. um, and um, we've got a key to their flat because um, because I mean we obviously we, we know each other and we look out for each other. And if they go away, we check on their house and stuff. And they come yeah. to feed our cats sometimes. And I was I was I have to be honest with you. And I'm pretty sure Ed and Lauren don't listen to this show, so I can say this. Um, I was down there yesterday because they asked me to check on something and get their, get their post for them, which I did. And I actually thought to myself, you know what? I could move in there. Mimi could stay upstairs. Yeah. I'll stay downstairs. And then I realised I, don't think, they, I don't think they've got the full sky package. So I thought, no, I can't do that. <laughs> well, you stay, you stay in that house and Mimi can have the next door. Yeah. Lovely old job. Yeah, I'll, I'll suggest I, that to I, her I, later. I think that's fair. I think that she can do all the all, all the um, banana, not banana bread, it's called chocolate and chocolate and pumpkin cooking. Yeah. So you can't be tantalised yeah. with the smell until it's actually eatable. Yeah. It's, it's a perfect situation. Yeah. I, I I uh, had a situation. I think I spoke about um, borrowmydoggy dot com on last week's Luke and Pete show, and uh, somebody, somebody actually DM me on Instagram going, "You borrow my dog if you want," but I'm in like Hackney, and I was like. <laughs> I love that. It's like it's like I like you know sliding in the DMs. Borrow my doggy. That is. <laughs> that, what would that What would that dog think to hear its owner saying that? It's just, I, just look. Dogs like everyone. You know they all say just be be the person that your dog thinks you are. Yeah, uh, but it's irresponsible ownership, on. isn't it? Why I'm brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> I'm more like a dog than a human. I'm very instinctual, I would say. Um, Laura Woods, who I chatted to on um, Instagram Live uh, the other week. Oh, she's got a, a good dog. Yeah, she, well, she, that's, the funny story about that is she's living on her own, right? So she she mm. and she, she knew she would get lonely out of the after the uh, with the lockdown. So her family, before they knew it was happening, the, uh, well, as they found out it was going to be happening, her family mm. just gave her the family dog. Oh, so the family dog lives with her on. now, so she got a bit of companionship. That's lovely. Yeah. Very enjoyable. Very nice indeed. <laughs> um, listen, Pete, let's take a quick break from this uh, inane rambling. So when we come back the other side, we'll do some emails. We've got some good ones. All right, then. And we're back on the Luke and Pete show. How the devil are you? I hope that uh, advert break was full of information and good language and <laughs> simile and, and metaphor and... Oh, oh can I can, this. before we do um shouldn't buy this. Before we do a um the emails, I've just one story that I forgot to uh bring uh, and I think it might be out of date by the next show, so I want to do it now. Um did you read that the last cruise ship on Earth, as as it's been known, is finally uh docked back in uh, Marseille in Europe? Oh right, okay, so it managed to get because <laughs> there were so many of them adrift. Is the one that's full of corona still pre off? Because isn't there one that's still docked on near, I want to say, Yamagata? It's basically moored off the coast of Japan and they wouldn't let them on. They must they must have by now if, if, that, if that cruise ship is finally docked. I'm not sure if it's the that's same amazing. one, but what I do know is that it, um, it, last, <laughs> it last disembarked in Wellington, New Zealand. And it sailed oh all the way back to Marseille without stopping, without being able to go anywhere. 
Now, obviously, on cruises, mm-hmm. what normally happens is they go to a new port every couple of days and, and experience new places, but they've yeah. not been on land since for six weeks. Oh, so it left, how long it took to get over there? Well, it left, it left Europe, I think, in, in January, and it was, it was absolutely miles away um, mm. when, when lockdown started to happen. So they've, right. um, yeah, they've been all over it. All over the place. How basically. fast? I mean, how fast can um, big, big old liners go now? I mean, I, they must be able to go a fair lick, you know, from the the far east to here in about four days, five days. Do you reckon? Yeah, I'm not really sure. I mean, the only th- the only thing, the only sort of exception to that is, I think it was able to refuel. Uh, I th- I don't even know if it was able to refuel anywhere. So I don't know Surely. how I don't know I mean, how it got be. fuel. From, I don't know how much fuel it had. Are they nuclear now? I don't. I really don't know. How <laughs> work. They, always, they always seem like really. They always seem like really bad ideas where everyone, and I mean everyone, gets um, botulism or Legionnaire's disease. Um, I think once some per- one person gets it on a cruise ship, it can be pretty problematic. Yeah, because there was there been was, the one doctor on that cruise ship though, because they'll have yeah, a doctor on there. Yeah, apparently there was no there was no sign of COVID at all. But th- th- there was a really interesting cool. interview with the former Secretary of the Navy in the US on the podcast I listened to last week. And he was talking about what happened with that uh, aircraft carrier and the captain, right, yeah, the, yeah. the, the, the um, who was fired and the rest rank. of it. And, th- and they're nuclear. They're definitely nuclear power because he was talking about how like, they have to have a certain amount of people to guard the nuclear reactor and stuff. Yeah. So they're definitely yeah. nuclear powers. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's an exciting story, that. Him, you know, getting chanted off by uh, his sailors who he was just trying to safeguard and then... The yeah. guy who is because all of Trump's appoint, appointees are like acting, uh, they're like acting in charge because he, he doesn't want to go through the process of actually having to vet their uh, experience. But also means they get more money. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's, it's a mad yeah, yeah, story. Yeah. It's a really interesting story. Um, mm. Anyway, let me go to emails because I've got one that I'd like to start with, which I didn't read okay. out. Um, I didn't read out last time. It's from Damien who wants to talk about beer. Lovely. He says, howdy chaps, in these most testing of times, it is important to remember all your pleasant pub memories. And when, and when this clears up, you'll never take the pub for granted again. One thing that's always fascinated me about the Great British Pub is the hand-pumped, gloopy room temperature stuff that gets spewed out in three or four uneven measures. Of course, I speak of real ale, a stalwart of the UK pub landscape. But what's piqued my curiosity about this elixir is not just the range in selection. Every pub seems to have a different, a completely different set of real ale taps, but how utterly grim and appalling they can occasionally be. Some beers go down and stay down fairly easily, while others are point blank undrinkable. My brother and I had to abandon the pint that we deemed too grisly as we made our way to Pride Park to see Derby v Middlesbrough last season. For fear of turning your podcast into a wanky beer review, I'd like your recommendation on the better bitters and which ones to avoid at all costs. But they must be pumped real out in pubs, not in bottles. Stay safe out there, Damien. <laughs> now, Pete, the reason I bring this to our attention is because you are famously a fizzy lager drinker only when it comes to beer. Have you ever yeah. got tucked into any kind of gloopy real ale before? Uh, my ex's parents used to have a pub and Doom Bar used to be very popular. So I've had a Doom Bar every now and again. But to be fair, I will flirt with a 
light IPA uh, as the as the night goes on if my heartburn is uh, playing up. So I, I will occasionally switch because it's just easier for orders because most of my friends drink IPAs and I, I you can't always get a big strong five percent Stella. I don't think that I, I don't think Damien would consider IPA to be a real ale though. I don't think. I, I th- yeah, I don't really know where it all ends and where it all starts. But I will I will say that I have I, I did spend um, Saturday night. <laughs> watching um beer 52 one of our sponsors mm. uh doing or one of our ex-sponsors uh, I, mean, I mean feel free to come back and get in touch beer 52 um, if you're listening get, get in touch, touch beer 52s come on um, still got all your um deliver, shirts freshly ironed they deliver <laughs> they deliver booze we've got we've got a uh we've got a fridge full of booze at the office i might visit, I might visit and reload <laughs> yeah um yeah they uh they did like a virtual kind of um beer festival um, where they just had like loads of um, little inserts from uh, punters, from brewers, from people who own breweries and, and, and brew their own and, uh, brew their own booze and stuff. And at times it was uh, a, a difficult uh, um, production, let's say, <laughs> with rapidly uh, different um, or radically different uh, microphone levels and stuff like that. Don't slag them off. Stay with it. I did stay with them for a. Well, they're not sponsoring us now. Look, I'll stop. I'll stop slagging off your mic levels if. You- <laughs> You come back on board. Um, yeah, and it was like, it was just really interesting. But they had stand-ups as well. Uh, they, they interspersed all of like the interviews about the, the, the hoppy ales and I, I, I don't know beer um, uh, uh, with stand-ups. Um, weirdly, one of the stand-ups used to be like one of our work experience at XFM. I was like, Liam, I know you. Is he good? Um, and and uh, yeah, he's all right. Uh, yeah, they're all really good. It was, it was a weird little... Kind of, you know me. I'm not. I'm not a real. I'm not a real ill head. Uh, like like pretty much all of my friends are. Um, and it was just a little. It was quite an interesting little insight into their world. But I mean, when the uh, older female stand up rocked up and, and did her five minute set, um, drinking a glass of red wine. Oh, she got some abuse on the uh, comments. Oh, she. Oh, well, what did you say? Red wine drinkers. They were just shouting at her. What did you say? A pint. What did I say? I wasn't, I wasn't getting involved. I've got no. I, I, they'd, they'd know I was only. Uh, I was only a lager drinker. They'd, they'd laugh me out of town. That's true. Your reputation would mm. precede you. I, I think Damon's <laughs> talking about um, the proper kind of sticks and leaves and the bottom pints that you get. In, yeah. in my so where I, when I grew up, there was obviously a load of pubs around. But sometimes you'd venture a bit further afield outside of the town into the country, and there'd be these country pubs, um, and they would serve some proper specialist ales and and it's and it's become quite trendy in some parts of london now hasn't it so you get like um different things like stouts and, and i remember i remember oh, a pub up in um the a pub called the Earl of essex up in islington selling like chocolate chocolate stout and birthday cake stout yeah. and all this kind of interesting stuff um not for me thank you very much not for pete Donaldson either <laughs> uh i did have a licorice stout in um finland uh quite recently they love was, licorice uh... in scandinavia don't they drinkable for the, for the first five minutes and then <laughs> then it was abhorrent uh, <laughs> what have you got there mate uh, I've got an email from Daniel Johnson, the most violent of ball games. Hi, Luke and Pete. Your chat about weird games slash events that have been cancelled due to coronavirus has got me thinking about one I became aware of last year. Whilst this hasn't been cancelled due to the virus, I thought it would be well within your interests. Last September, I moved into a village slash town called Atherston to uh, complete my one-year placement from university. It's a relatively small place uh, with not a lot going on, but it was far, it was uh, okay for a year. Uh, when I started, I was warned about the Atherston ball game, which happened on 
Shrove Tuesday every year. All I was told initially was don't go outside on this day. <laughs> Naturally, this prompted me to ask more questions on what was going to happen. Uh, what I uh, then discovered was that the game is just a huge fight between any person outside the, in the village, uh, all competing to have the giant ball at the end of the two-hour game slot. This be- quickly became horrific as people have uh, have been seriously injured and even died from the game. Apparently, it's a tradition that's uh, extended for hundreds of years, uh, but from what I could gather, it was an excuse for middle-aged men to hit each other without consequence. The only way it affected me was to increase my journey home on this day from 15 minutes to over an hour. I've attached a link to a YouTube footage of the game for you to enjoy. Uh, cheers, Dan. It's it's worth uh, it's it's worth seeking out, but it is just pathetic. <laughs> yeah. It's just pathetic. So I've seen I've seen um, I've got a little bit of insight into this because so this one particularly that um, that uh, our emailer whose name escapes me who was it did you say it was uh, Dan who Dan, Dan emailed yeah. uh, about specifically is dreadful. It's, it, I mean, like the, like the most recent years, it's been taken over by a load of horrible, the worst horrible kind, of, kind of big um, boys, yeah, Brexiteer type football hooligan to, to just basically mm. just have an excuse to have a big fight. But there's a few of these different matches that happen all over little towns in um, in the UK. And there's one in Ashbourne in Derbyshire uh, called the Royal Shrove Tide Football Match, which has been going since um, at least the middle 12th century, um, where the whole village is taken over and used as almost like a football pitch. And there's different rules that are involved, and they use this massive ball um, to play um, between them. I, th- I, think, I think that's where the phrase derby comes from. Because it's played between okay. these two towns in Derbyshire, and it has been for hundreds of years. But the reason I'm saying this is because I guested on the Hawksby and Jacob show. You know Paul Hawksby; he's he's, mm. he's great, and uh, he's got a friend who participates in this Royal Shrove Tide football match every year. Now, of mm. course, it goes on all day, right? So what we were doing in this show that I guest hosted on is he was just he was just calling them up on his mobile phone. And he was going, <laughs> yeah, I'm in, a bit, I'm in the middle of the scrum now and we've just been dragged through a river and uh, the ball <laughs> looks like it's with so-and-so, but we're, we're hopeful to get it back. I mean, I'll check back in with you in an hour. In like an hour's time, he'd call <laughs> him again. and he'd be, Yeah, we're just outside of Tesco. And, and, and it, was, it was absolutely insane what was going on. But that, that, that's a much more good-natured one than the one that Dan um, talks about, which, as far as I know, might have well have been banned by now and it's descended into straight fighting. But this uh, Shrove Tide yeah. one, is, is, it, looks, it looks really, really fun. What's it? What's that one that's in? Uh, is it Italy where it's like a, a soccer match, but um, it's it's like handball, I think, and uh, and it's just basically UFC, like ten on ten UFC. Yeah, uh, do you remember? It was Isn't like, it called? It, it was um, a video that went around. It's called. It's played in Florence, isn't it? Calcio Storico Fiorentino, I think it's called. Um, yeah, and, but it's like and a combination of wrestling are, and but, fighting and stuff. Yeah, and the and there's a ball, and you got to score a goal. But it it's um, but the, the difference is in that situation is uh, all of the Italian men are beautiful and yes. rugged, and I would like to have sex with every last one of them. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah, hot. I mean, that is hot. But when you see like a bloke hanging off someone's bare windows with a with a with a split open eye, going shouting, "I'm gonna fucking get your head on you!" The hackett, the hackett polo shirt. Yeah, in a hacking yeah. polish shirt. There's, there's just not as much romance as there, really, with a big beer belly. Don't I, mean, like I, I think um, that that um, historic Florence game um, that you're talking about. I mean, it is the most homoerotic sport you can think of, and I'm and I'm, oh, it's... And, and it's taken that crown from UFC, which is the gayest sport ever. What UFC? Yeah. Why? 
What two like oh, two oiled up men in 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 little pants? Like their pants are so small. They're just so small. I don't know why the pants have to be so small. That's what I'm saying. Why do the pants have to... Well, surely you're not allowed to grab them. Or are you allowed to grab them? I don't right know. Or... I'm happy for them to wear whatever yeah. they want. I'm happy for it to, it to be homoerotic. Well, three, I've got no problem. Should, what, so you should be it's able to like, wear like a three-piece suit or... Yeah, that would um, be great. Joggers. It should, it should be like... They should all dress in uh, Marvel superhero costumes. Well, I mean, if you... if uh, What's his name wants to fly all of the UFC guys to a private island... Dana White, or his name is, uh, why doesn't he um, put them on in PPE protective clothing and fight point. like that? It's just a good point. Fight. All I will say is cocaine is a hell of a drug. All right. <laughs> um, that's about all we've got time for this time around. Let's come back on Thursday and chat yeah. some more lockdown nonsense. Um, Peter, what have you got planned for the rest of the day? Um, me and you are going to be recording something uh, with our friends at IGN and then I'll probably have another sleep to be honest enjoy it mate cherish it cherish yeah. it not me I'll sleep when I'm dead I might go and play The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt on my Switch how are you getting on with that yeah it's complicated isn't it <laughs> two All problems right, we'll mate two, yeah, sorry well listen to, uh, yeah do you know what actually I'll talk about it on Thursday show because I've got a couple of issues yeah. with it which but you might better help me with okie dokie Bye-bye, everyone. This has been the Look and Picture. We're back on Thursday.